Jared Spurgeon, Matt Dumba, and John Merrill is going to be tough to beat, right? We take a look at the right defenseman in the Central Division as we continue to size up the Central today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked, Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked on Wild is available wherever you listen to your podcast at no charge. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we continue to size up the central as we look at right defensemen today. We'll take a look at what each team is looking at heading into the season, how the Wild fit into the equation, and what we can expect from the Wilds' rights defenseman this season. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams and guiding you through the offseason here on Locked on Wild. Let's get to rights defenseman today, continuing with our Sizing Up the Central series. Just a quick lowdown for those that are maybe uh, seeing this series play out for the first time. If you haven't caught our previous episodes, this is now part five. If you haven't caught our previous episodes, head over to YouTube and you can find the Sizing Up the Central playlist. But we're taking the right defensemen from each team, looking at where they stack up and ranking each team one through eight heading into the season, uh, using the line combinations from the daily face-off just for some continuity. Obviously, things can change between now and the start of the regular season. So here's who we have representing each team in the central from the right defenseman position. We'll start with the avalanche, and obviously, Kale McCarr leading the way there for the Avs. They also have Josh Manson and Eric Johnson as their three. The Wilds bring Jared Spurgeon, Matt Dumba, and since we went with Alex Goligoski on the left side, we'll go John Merrill on the right side. Again, uh, I know John Merrill is going to be injured to start the season, so we're probably going to see Dmitry Kulikov in the spot, but just going with the starters for the sake of this exercise. The St. Louis Blues, Justin Falk, Colton Pareko, and Robert Bertuzzo for the Predators. Dante Fabro, Matthias Ekholm, and Alexandre Carrier. The Dallas Stars, Miro Heiskanen, Yanni Hockenpah, and Colin Miller. The Winnipeg Jets, Neil Pionk, Nate Schmidt, and Dylan DeMello. The Chicago Blackhawks, Seth Jones, Connor Murphy, and Caleb Jones. And then we finish it off with the Arizona Coyotes, who have Dyson Mayo, Troy Stetcher, and Josh Brown. As we talked about with the right defenseman, looking at the left defenseman now, you've got Kale McCarr, who is, again, the gold standard at this position. Not only the best all-around defenseman in the division, arguably one of the best players in the NHL. So obviously that's going to be hard to top, regardless of who else are in those other two spots. And with the Avs, you've got Manson, 
and Eric Johnson is no slouch himself. So that is a very formidable trio of defensemen uh, for the Avs. Now, I like the Stars as well. Uh, They've got uh, not only some good players in those spots, but also just some great names. I mean, Miro Heiskanen and Yanni Hockenpah, you're not going to beat those if you're doing like a name draft. That's going to be a combo that's impossible to beat. But they're good players too. So that is a grouping that uh, that I like as well. You know, you look at the Wild with Spurgeon, Dumba, and Merrill, and Spurgeon is one of the better defensemen, not only in the division, but uh, continues to analytically put up some good numbers. Now, Spurgeon does get a fair amount of um, of criticism for fans, but let's let's look at the situation here. Spurgeon is signed to a massive contract, and um, it runs, you know, for several more years. We saw what Kale McCarr just got, and Spurgeon I think checks in at right around seven million per season. So it is, it's okay to hold players that are making that type of money to higher standards. And even though analytically Spurgeon's numbers were, uh, were on par with his season totals defensively for most of his career and offensively he uh, he did some really good things as well it just it seemed like visually his performance was less slightly less this year than it has been in previous seasons and I, I think it gives us an interesting kind of conundrum here in that you know analytically he continues to be one of the darling defensemen in the NHL but it just it seems like the mistakes that were made by Spurgeon were magnified. I know there was uh, during the Blues series there were more than a couple of errors that uh, that occurred due to Jared Spurgeon's play, and so you know I, I think stuff just gets magnified when the mistakes happen. Um, it's similar to what happens with Matt Dumba, you know. It, People point out that uh, that Dumba turns the puck over a, a ton, and he is no stranger to turnovers. Certainly, maybe not as many as as are pointed out. It just it seems like they happen at the most inopportune times. And so, what do you do about that? Well, it, it comes from players that really like to drive the play up the ice. And so, you know, those those mistakes happen. You hope that they get mitigated. But I think that will be something that does impact these rankings, despite the fact that, you know, Spurgeon considered one of the better defensemen. Dumba is considered a, uh, a good defenseman himself. You've got John Merrill, who I thought was pretty solid throughout the season. Obviously, near the end of the year, getting paired up with Jordy Ben, getting moved up in the lineup. Um, his performance was not as good as it was early in the season when he was anchoring the third line. So it was a decor, by and large, for the Wild that I think just suffered from the injuries 
that they dealt with. And that's another thing with Spurgeon and Dumba as well that we'll talk about next is the durability becomes a concern with those guys as well. And so it's a solid grouping for the Minnesota Wild, but uh, it is a group that, you know, I think can pick up their play a little bit and we'll talk about the expectations for the Wild's rights defensemen as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline.net continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information, from live in-game betting, plus scores and podcasts, they have you covered. So head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening everywhere. You can find all that and more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Once you're done tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Wild, make sure you head over to the Locked on NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the NHL and the World Juniors, all that and more at the Locked on NHL podcast, which is free and available anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Right defenseman for the Minnesota Wild. So we we touched on a couple of things with... Jared Spurgeon and Matt Dumba that I think um, knock them down a peg or two um, despite their reputation and their status throughout the NHL. And so I think expectation-wise, one of the big things for me for both Spurgeon and Dumba, and you can throw Merrill in there as well, is just to stay healthy. You know, it's been a couple of seasons for both Dumba and Spurgeon since they've played almost every game. Dumba missed a ton of time last year. Spurgeon missed some time as well. And you look at the options that the Wild had to fill in those spots. Jordy Ben was a guy who was picking up a lot of that slack. Now, Jordy Ben, a good physical defenseman, Not a speed guy, though. And so when Ben was in the lineup, there were a lot of opportunities in which his lack of speed showed pretty easily. When the Wild matched up against teams that were slower and more physical, better fit. But the Wild will move from having Ben be the backup to this year having kind of a rotation with Alex Goligoski, and if somebody gets hurt and they miss an extended amount of time, you're filling that spot with Kalen Addison. So I think the Wild are better suited to handle injuries this year to the decor. But at the end of the day, the decor is going to be at its best when those guys are playing healthy and are contributing. That was another thing with Matt Dumba too. When he came back, from the injuries that he sustained and played through at the end of the season. There were those reports that he had a couple of broken ribs and a uh, a collapsed lung. 
that just robbed him of his ability to shoot the puck. And so you are going with a, an, a defenseman who is way more offensively inclined than defensively, and you're putting him out on the ice without being able to really contribute at all offensively. So durability is a, uh, a key component for Spurgeon and Dumba to have successful seasons in 2022-2023. We know John Merrill will miss the beginning of the season. Not sure exactly how long that will be. But the thing that I think will lead to John Merrill having the most successful season is if he stays on that third-line D pairing. If you're not having to pull him up into the lineup to fill in on the second line for Dumba or if you are having to really mix and match and, um, and have maybe Brodeen hop up to fill in for Spurgeon and Merrill then hop up to fill in for Brodeen on the second line, that's where the performance tails off a little bit just because of the players that are typically out on the ice. And so if we can treat Merrill where he is probably most comfortable and best suited as a third-line D-pairing guy, if that's where he plays majority of the season, then I think his performance will look like it did early in the year. If not, then we're going to see this decor not look as crisp and as sharp as it has in previous seasons. And that's then where some of the lapses lead to tough reads for the goalie, lead to those rebound opportunities, um, All of that equates to just the defense not looking as good uh, as it has in previous seasons. So as far as expectations go for the uh, the Wilds' right right defenseman, stay in the lineup and um, just try to, I guess, try to limit the the turnovers, limit the mistakes. you know, that mistakes happen. It's not like you're going to be perfect in that area. It just seems like they all happen at the absolute worst possible time. And so you hope that some of that was just due to not being fully healthy, trying to kind of overcompensate a little bit. Um, so let's just, let's make sure the health is, is there first and foremost. And then um, everything else I think will just kind of... Uh, sort itself out. Now, Kalen Addison, again, as we mentioned, likely going to be the guy that fills in if there are any long-term injuries to this decor, multiple injuries to where, you know, you have Alex Goligoski full-time filling one of those spots. If somebody else gets hurt, then it's, it's Addison. And maybe it's a situation where he doesn't relinquish that spot if he hops up into the big league club. So it's a decor that I think can be better next year, provided they're healthy. If not, well, then we got some problems. Let's finish today's episode by ranking where we think each Central Division team's right defenseman core stacks up as we size up the Central next here on Locked on Wilds. 
Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. So we look at the groups for uh, right defensemen, and I will say right off the bat, really like Dallas. And, you know, how can you not? I think even though you've got Manson and Johnson as number two and number three, it's really hard to not just rank the Avs one because of Kale McCarr. And he is just like Roman Yossi. He is in his own stratosphere in defensemen throughout the Central Division. So I think you got to go Avs at one because he is just that good. And so that has to carry some weight. So we're going to go Avs one. I'm going to go with the. I'm going to go stars at two. I love Heiskanen and um, Hockenpah is also um, very, very solid himself. So I'm going to go with the stars at two. Then I think if you look at it, I mean, Pionk and Schmidt is a solid one, two. Falk, Pareko, and Bertuzzo is really solid as well. I'm, I think I'm going to put the Wilds up there again for right defensemen. I'm going to put the Wild at three with Spurgeon, Dumba, and Merrill. Then I think I will put the Jets at four with Pionk, Schmidt, and DeMello. I'm going to, I'm going to put the. Predators, or the uh, the Blues, I should say. The Blues at five. Then I will go the Predators at six. The Blackhawks at seven. And then I'm putting the Coyotes at eight to, uh, to finish it off. You know, Seth Jones... That's a huge contract that the uh, the Blackhawks gave him, and he absolutely did not um, live up to it. So unfortunate for him to uh, to be in that spot, but that's just that's a group that just needs some work, and you've got some youngsters that uh, that fill it out. I I really like, even though he has bounced around from Vegas to uh, a, a couple of other spots as well. I really like Nate Schmidt. I think he is a uh, a very solid NHL defenseman. So giving the uh, the Jets a little bit of the benefit of the doubt there. That group for the Blues is going to be good eventually, but at this moment, I I think that group really got um, that entire Blues decor got pretty worked in the. Um, in the postseason. So I'm putting them a little lower, but it's likely that they will, you know, that they'll be able to pick it up and be good at some point. And not that the Predators' right-side defensemen are bad by any stretch, but you're seeing a lot of teams who just, you get to these points in the roster and it becomes pretty evident that you're trying to fill some spots with limited funds or you're relying on some young prospects to uh, to fill those areas 
And sometimes it works. Sometimes, though, it, uh, it leads to some struggles. And so some of these teams will probably be making changes at these spots as the season moves on. So given the Wild the three spot in the right defenseman category, next up we will talk about the goalies. That will be a big one as there's been a lot of turnover at that position in the Central Division. And so we'll look at the starters, we'll look at the backups, and we'll try to figure out where the Wild stack up with Marc-Andre Fleury as the starter, Philip Gustafson as the backup. So tune in to our next episode of Locked on Wild as we dive in to that area. Then we'll go top line. That'll be another one that we look at, and uh, we may look at the special teams units as well as we continue to size up the central in anticipation of this season. So that will wrap up today's episode. Thanks for tuning in as always. Make sure that you subscribe on YouTube and follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts so that you don't miss out on any news related to the Minnesota Wild all offseason long. Locked on Wild is keeping you up to date all week long as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.